afternoon or good morning, everyone. Um, I want to open up this podcast um, with a prayer. Um, so, dear Jesus, um, I ask, my Lord, that you are the one that would be glorified through this podcast, my Lord. Lord, I ask that you use me, Father God, as your vessel, my Father God, to reach the multitude and to transform lives, my Father God. And everyone that may hear this, my Lord, may have a little peace, my Father God, of a testimony of my testimony, my Lord, that may be life-changing to their personal lives, Father God. In your glorious name, I pray. Amen. Um, so, just wanted to um, advise you guys that this podcast specifically is to give you a more in-depth look or audio of myself. I know that the last podcast that I did, I gave a small testimony of who I am and what I've gone through um, and how I've been able to overcome those adversities. So I just wanted to let everyone know um, I, at the age of six years old, um, I went through a very, very bad asthma attack in back in the Dominican Republic. Um, I needed to have uh, insulin for my asthma, but because of the lack of medical technology in Dominican Republic back in the 80s, they just gave me a medicine that instead of helping my asthma, it made it worse. Um, unfortunately, this medication that they gave me was not for me. Um, the, the hospital that I was in, um, there was an older man in his late 70s, early 80s, who happened to have the same last name as I did at the moment. I was only six years of age. Um, so the doctors, read the last name but didn't read the first name so instead of giving the man his med his medications they gave this six-year-old medications for an adult um that therefore led me to have um a, several strokes multiple strokes at least six or seven um and the strokes then led me to be in a coma for 22 days um but before the coma I had to be intubated to be connected to an artificial respirator. So when the doctors came into the room to do the procedure of the intubation, they were only able to put the um, tracheotomy down uh, through my neck. Um, unfortunately, they were unable to do the tracheotomy um, through my throat. Um, the reason for that was I had already, my esophagus had already closed to the point where they could not thread anything through. Um, that then, when they were then decide, when they made the choice to cut a, a hole in my neck um, to do the tracheotomy, they were able to place the tube in my neck, but the only thing was that the machine that I needed to be connected to to give me oxygen was nowhere to be found so I had this tube in my neck um, but it was pointless because there was nothing to connect me to um, therefore I had I was with no oxygen for at least two plus hours um, I, I till this day I tell myself and I tell everybody that hears this testimony outside of this podcast that the fact that I was that I went two plus hours without receiving any oxygen that is due to God's grace and mercy upon my life. Um, 
I then, they were, fortunately, they were able to connect me to this respirator, but I was in a coma for 22 days. In the midst of these 22 days, I just want to put in parentheses a very small side testimony. And this side testimony, I, I, I know that a lot of you may think, oh, how could this have been true? But, you know, I was the one who experienced it. I went through it. And, you know, this is also based off of things that my mom has told me at while I was in a coma. Um, so the testimony I want to tell you guys is as follows. Which I was talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is um, while I was in a coma um, for those 22 days, um, I remember vividly being able to be in my in my dreams or in the state of mind that I was in um, I remember being in an extremely bright extremely bright room but this this bright room was the color white but it was a white that is unexplainable it's a white that I've never seen um, here while being alive and all glory be to god that i was able to still live and still be alive um but i remember um while i was in this white room i saw a hand reach out to me i couldn't see the person i didn't see the hand all i remember was that this hand was also brighter than the brightest light that you could possibly imagine and there was a voice that said come with me um i know that at that age i didn't know what this voice was or the meaning of come with me from this voice now that i'm older i'm able to determine and i'm able to realize that that voice that stated to me come with me my child was from god you know and at that moment i could have made the choice to go to heaven with the lord and be in heaven at right now but for whatever reason i remember replying to this voice saying they need me down there and by they need me down there i obviously was talking about i need to go back to earth and be alive because i know that they need me to still be alive um so that was a small testimony um side testimony that i wanted to give you guys um so fast forwarding a little bit um there were some doctors in dominican republic who kept telling my mom you know the only way that i were was able to survive um everything that i had gone through um was if I came to the United States and seeked better help. And by better help, you know, they meant better medical attention. Because the medical attention that I was receiving in Dominican Republic was not up to par with my sickness. Um, this sickness, of course, being sickle cell anemia. Um, and unfortunately, um, my dad and my mom went through a little argument because my dad stated to my mom that 
He believed that I was able to stay in Dominican Republic with this sickness and live. Um, but my mom, you know, she was very hesitant and she was very strong hold on wanting to bring me to the United States so that I can seek the best medical attention possible. Um, she was then able to come to the conclusion that she was going to bring me to the United States. Um, and, you know, this was at any cause necessary. Whatever she had to do, she was willing to do at this time. Um, I, at that moment, didn't have any say because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't old enough to put my two senses into this. Um, and, you know, she made the decision for me, of course, because I was only seven, maybe seven and a half, almost seven at the time. And the decision was made to bring me to the United States. Now, the way that she brought me to the United States was a little complicated because being that my dad was not a U.S. citizen, didn't have a visa, I need, I had to be claimed by an adult who was a citizen uh, of the United States. So that brought up another problem, a problem that, you know, I did not want any part of, and I'm sure my mom also didn't want any part of, but because, you know, she made her mind up that she was going to bring me to the United States by any means necessary, she went through with the process of asking my sister's father, who was a United States citizen, to claim me as his son. Um, therefore, if and when he claimed me as his son, I was going to automatically be able to come to the United States. Um, and with that being said, I want to move forward and... bit of a struggle um, with my biological dad and my mom to actually be on the same page um, in regards to allowing my sister's father to claim me as his biological father. And, you know, it's understandable because what man would want to give their son up for adoption to a man that has nothing to do with that child's life? I wouldn't want that myself. I'm sure no man would want that. Um, but it, it was done. My father had no choice but to agree to it because my mom was convincing enough to let him know that me being in the United States was going to bring me the best chance of life um, and making my life longer. Um, allowing me to live a longer life um, you know and I'm thankful and I'm grateful for the you know the struggle that my mom went through to do what she did it really takes a special person to do what she did um, for their child I know that at that moment it was not easy for her at all whatsoever but I know that she grabbed on to God and allowed God to be her consoler and allowed God to be the one who confirmed or denied any decisions that she made in regards to me and my life. Um, with that being said, I want to now speak about my 
sickle cell anemia and go into a little more in depth about that um so what sickle cell anemia is is very simple it's just a lack of oxygen to the body my blood cells my red blood cells specifically are shaped like half a moon or like a sickle hence the the, the phrase sickle cell anemia um so what that does is that it causes blockages in the vessels um so therefore by it causing blockage in the vessel it therefore causes me to have what is called a sickle cell crisis um these are very dangerous because these can nine times out of ten turn into what's called an acute chest syndrome so what an acute chest syndrome is is basically um something that happens to my body where my white blood cells count are elevated which means that by them being elevated my body is trying to fight off an infection um so by my white blood cells being elevated it then causes me to have what's called pneumonia um i till this day i get blood transfusions every month to prevent my body from having another stroke just because of the fact that my body alone produces too much white cells which is good because that's what fights off the infection but not enough red blood cells which is bad because that's what gives oxygen to the body now the red blood cells that my body does produce it, they're shaped like half a moon um so th- it's not good blood cells um therefore i need a transfusion to give me healthy blood cells so that my body can have enough oxygen to regulate the blood flow um through my blood cells um i have had multiple surgeries in my entire life um if i were to give you an exact number it would be 10 surgeries um so i've had 10 surgeries from the time that i could remember ever since the time of my current age which is 32 years of age um these surgeries were mostly due to my sickle cell but some were not due to my sickle cell and in the next recording you will hear what those surgeries are out of the five or four that I had in total um, was Moya Moya surgery. Um, And that was due to when I had the seven strokes. They were so severe that they caused damage to three three out of the four vessels in your brain that supply oxygen to all four parts of your brain. Um, I then had my tonsils removed. I had them removed due to having tonsillitis and for those of you that may not be aware of what tonsillitis is it's basically inflammation of your tonsils um then the third surgery that i had was a metaport placement and i had that um placed and removed around five to six times and it was all due to infections um the reason why i had this metaport placed um and removed was because um, it w- it became hard for doctors and nurses to find my veins at one point. Uh, it was so bad that they decided that instead of 
them having to search around for this for my veins they were going to place in a metaport and what a metaport is is basically a small some um, dime like silicone circle that allows you to just to have blood flow um, and draw blood at the same time with only one poke um to the middle of the metaport itself where the silicone part of it is located um and the last surgery that i had was i had my gallbladder removed and that was due to having gallstones um so with this i end um my segment of my testimony in depth i hope that this testimony um can be of blessings to those who hear it i just want to add that uh, the reason why i'm giving this testimony is so that you who are listening can understand and see how wonderful it is to serve a living god because if it wasn't for the god himself i would not be able to sit where i'm sitting now and record these podcasts letting you know about my personal life my personal struggles what i've had to overcome what i've had to endure um and the only reason why i've been able to endure that is because of the fact that jesus christ himself sent his son to die on the cross for our sins when he died on the cross for our sins he gave his blood to wash away all our sins so in in lame's terms it was supposed to be us on that cross because we were the ones who were sinners god himself was perfect he was not sinful he was didn't give in to temptations even though it was placed in front of him because he knew that the sole purpose was for him to come and save the world and by saving the world i mean he came to make sure that later on in the future which is currently now we had the opportunity to serve him and proclaim that he is jesus christ um so therefore i hope that this podcast um has been an edification to your life i will continue to record more and just to give you a little bit more of the following podcasts i am planning to interview my now wife so that you guys can get a little introduction of her and understand how we met and where how we decided to 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 you know pursue god and to praise god and to follow and seek his presence every day um and then after that introduction of her i will give a marriage testimony um which goes in depth into how we ended up being married and being where we are today i hope that you guys have a blessed day god bless everyone and may you guys seek god